0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.
0: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, no, we're not going to go down LeBron James Highway. We're trying to avoid that as much as we can. We know at some point we'll have in-depth team coverage. But uh, everyone's obsessed with LeBron James. We're not doing that here. We have much more important business to take care of. Now, as the self-proclaimed, from a listener, nocturnal colonel of Fox Sports Radio, you know, I have the most nicknames of anyone on radio. I don't have the most listeners. I don't. I don't make the most money. Far from it. But I do have the most nicknames, and one of them is the nocturnal Colonel. We cover the late-night hours here. We hide behind the darkness of the late-night hours, and I do my work under that cover of darkness. Much like a vampire, I sleep during the day. So you can understand, if you've worked the third shift, if you find these hours appealing or you just have insomnia, you live a similar life. Uh, to me, so you you, you know, I was a, a bit surprised when I woke up and had an assortment of grumpy messages on social media. And I was like trying to flash back. I was like, "What, what kind of escapades did we get into last night?" I, I'm trying to. I usually uh, try to block the show out. Uh, it's part of my therapy. When I leave the studio, I try to forget everything that happened. I had all of the buffoonery, the lunacy, all of it. Just leave it behind. All right, just forget about it and we start fresh. It's like uh, that old iconic movie that Hollywood produced, Groundhog. Day. Right, every day is, you know, it's like the same thing, but I, I in my head it's different. All right, in my head it's different. So, so I I hear all these uh, I see all these messages, people are very upset. Uh, I don't know if you followed along, maybe you missed this here, and uh they were pretty much all from Houstonians. So I was like, "Okay. Uh let me see. Maybe I did I talk about The Rockets. Maybe this is some kind of delayed reaction, psychosis from Rocket fans, right, who are still chafed that they blew two games. They were one win away from the NBA Finals, and they played like choking dogs in the last two games of the Western Finals. No, it wasn't that. Uh, Maybe some Astro fans upset that we called them on their spitball ways there and some kind of overreaction. No, it wasn't that. I was like, okay, what else is there? going through i'm trying to think what else i don't think we've broken down the university of houston athletic program there i don't think we've done anything on that so i think we're good there uh yeah oh here we go ding 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 yeah it was houston texans fanboys who were circling the wagons to defend their fallen quarterback deshaun watson yes uh, he was triggered By my compelling commentary the other day on these airwaves, the very powerful airwaves of Fox Sports Radio. So I wanted to talk about this. Now, we pointed out accurately that Deshaun Watson is not long for the NFL. Now, why is that? His body cannot handle the rigors of the National Football League. Who? It's not really an opinion. It's a fact, considering how many games he missed last year, going back to college, any reasonable person. Any reasonable person would come to that conclusion based on a small sample size. This is not looking good. But the one thing I've learned, the most passionate sycophants are not rational. They're not realistic. They're certainly not mature. And they're not sensible. Right? And you give them level-headed, credible thoughts. They don't want to hear any of it. Right? Logic goes out the window. So we were on our way. Right? We were on our way. Deshaun Watson responded to the... Fox Sports Radio Twitter feed, uh, calling me a clown. He, uh, How dare him? I am the greatest effing clown you've ever seen. I, You think Krusty the Clown's good? I'm better than Krusty the Clown. I, I'm on, on top of, of that. Come on. All right, so here's the question. How should I feel about an injured NFL quarterback who has yet to make it through an entire season calling me a clown? Let me tell you something. I'm flattered. Let me tell you why I'm flattered. It's great marketing, right? And clowns are very valued members of society. You remember when you were a little kid before you became an angry, cynical schmuck as an adult? When you were a little kid growing up, as a child, you valued what? You valued your mom, your dad, if you had both in the house there. Uh, Maybe there was some clergy that was important to you. You looked up to to people, uh, firefighters, police officers, Santa Claus, and clowns, right? Right? Clowns, very valuable people. So that's a that's a respect when you talk about clowns. Now, my thoughts to expand on this, because this is a very important issue that we must address here. We'll have a full, exhilarating, Maller militia get-together. But my thoughts on this, you've got grapes, thin-skinned, and truth in broadcasting. And we will tie all of this together. You know how it works. Now, number one, Deshaun Watson like a lot of professional athletes, has surrounded himself with cheerleaders. He has become protected interest. After beating Alabama in the national championship game and having success as a rookie in the NFL, he lives in a bubble. Now, I'm not talking about a bubble screen here. Uh, Let's be realistic. When you are a star quarterback in college and then you get off to a really good start before your legs crumble in the NFL, you get treated like a god. He's a deity, right? Fawned over by media fanboys. They love him. And these delusional dopes continue to feed Deshaun Watson's ego. It comes with the territory, right? I just imagine in one of those cartoon bubbles, the the Texans quarterback reclined on a stack of luxurious pillows while getting fed a study diet of grapes, surrounded by belly dancers that are fanning him so he stays cool, right? I mean, it's it's both pathetic, demoralizing. It's all that, right? Demoralizing, pathetic. Now, we have a rogue group. We call it the Mallor Militia, the few, the proud, the brave. Uh, blind Scott, how does, how does this look that my senior commander is a blind guy? But Blind Scott was leading the insurgency to defend the Mallor Militia. And he took some cat. You know, he took some casualties. He did, uh, but he was leading the way there. There were a couple of other senior members of the Mallard militia there that were doing their thing. And one thing I'm proud of: we're a ragtag group here at the Mallard militia. We are. There's not a single man, woman, or child that's part of this this little thing we do overnights that's being fed chocolate on a couch, right? That doesn't happen. That's not how we operate around here, right? We're the ugly, red-headed stepchild. That's how we operate. We earn our money. Elbow grease. Elbow grease, I say. Now, the second thing here, all right, there is a checkered history between myself and Deshaun Watson. This is not our first rodeo. All right, this is not. A, now, this is not as long as our spats with shats, but this goes back to his, his after his Clemson's days, uh, before he was drafted, Watson got into a social media dust-up with your favorite chatterbox. Uh, I called him out on his nonsense. He didn't like that. Uh, he didn't like that I called him out on his nonsense last year. Uh, so if you're a new listener, let me kind of get you caught up to speed here on what happened. It was last March, before the draft, Watson tweeted that, I've been doubted and criticized my whole life. None of you people's opinions matter to me. I just hustle and stay in my lane. Now, my Mather stupid meter which everyone should have, it, it was activated. And I had to point out the classic jock speak that you know, we had an athlete here using the nobody believed in me card. Right, Deshaun Watson was a five-star quarterback in high school. He went to a power conference and I pointed that out, you know, the nobody believed in me card, which a lot of athletes do. They love it. They win a big game. That's why I got a kick out of the Warriors winning because they couldn't say nobody believed in us because everyone bet on the Golden State Warriors uh, to win the championship. Everyone that knows anything about basketball. So it's a classic motivational play. And Watson got upset, and, you know, he, we got into it. We went back and forth there. Ironically, though, he deleted that tweet. I don't know why he would do that. I have no idea. Oops-a-daisy, right? Now, fortunately, I took a screenshot. I saved it for posterity's sake there. And you know, Watson, by all accounts, is a nice guy. He's been compared to Jesus Christ, Michael Jordan, uh, on and on. That that can be true. And guess what? Right? Guess what? Deshaun Watson could be the most thin-skinned professional. You know, he he puts Kevin Durant to shame. And he's got rabbit ears, too. Got rabbit ears. That is a toxic combination. Now, what is my evidence? What is my evidence? Deshaun Watson, the tweet that he you know, responded to, and he called me a clown. That's fine. I get paid to be a clown. I'm a talk show. I wear it proudly. Uh, but Watson responded to a tweet. He wasn't tagged in. Now, if you don't, if you're not on Twitter, you know, and, and only like 7% of people are on there. Uh, feel like it's a lot more on our show, but maybe it's not your your, your thing. You're not into it. Uh, you can tag someone in a tweet. He was not tagged in this. What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. It means that he was searching Twitter for his name. You know what that is called? Look up the word narcissism because you'll see Deshaun Watson right next to it. That's a narcissistic move. Now, I am flattered that he clearly is concerned about my reasoned, sound, Commentary about his situation. Now, the last thing here for the many advocates, and there are are a lot of Deshaun Watson. You might not believe this, but I am the best thing that ever happened to Deshaun Watson. He hasn't blocked me on Twitter. I'll give him credit for that. Right, that that uh, Mister Softy and Damakan Sue blocked me. William Shatner, soft blocked me. Uh, I at least at this point in our relationship, Deshaun Watson has not blocked me and tried to extort me to unblock me. Other people have. Shout out Shats. Other people have done that. Other people have tried to get me in trouble with the FCC. Shout out Shatner. Right? Other people have tried to get me fired from my job at ESPN that I don't have. Shout out Shatner. Right? At least, Watson hasn't done any of those. things. You know what that means? That means I am providing him with extra motivation. Right. Extra motivation. Now, using some critical thinking. Uh, am I going to back down from those comments? No, of course not. We double down. Truth in broadcasting. The uh, the quote there on the Fox Sports Radio Twitter account, which is a very valuable there, that it was this. It was Deshaun Watson ain't going to be around for very long. He's going to be destroyed and obliterated again because his body can't handle the rigors of the NFL. Based on the fact that his body broke down last year with the Texans, non-contact injury, plus a couple years ago at Clemson, Again, any clear-minded observer, a neutral party, would question the long-term viability of Deshaun Watson in the NFL. He has now had not one, but both knees operated on. He's had ACL procedures in both knees. He's 22 years old. Does that sound like the ingredients for a long NFL career? But again... We're being practical here. There's no room for that, right? There's no room for common sense. People get emotional, right? They get very emotional. We talk about the fact that on this show we often use, when we talk about these kind of things, the left brain, right? The logic center of the brain is the left brain. And the Deshaun Watson sycophants and those like that use the right brain. They get very emotional. They get all worked up. Yeah, good luck. All right, the last thing here. Here we go bringing Eddie here. Now, Eddie Garcia. Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. More impressive to be called a clown by Deshaun Watson or William Shatner. You decide, Eddie, right now. Ooh, More impressive.
4: Well, we have to go right now. I mean, maybe yeah. Deshaun Watson becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback. Maybe not. We don't know. Maybe but he right becomes now, RG3. Yeah. Maybe so. Yeah. But right now, you would have to go with William Shatner, ah, who is a ah. worldwide-renowned, known pop culture icon. Actor and yes, yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that's right. So that's a loss for Deshaun Watson. That's The Texans are 0-1. All right. They started the year with a loss.
4: That's an so, interesting way of phrasing yeah. it. Yeah. Well, listen,
1: that's a win for the Maller Militia. This oh, is very yeah. straightforward here. I'd like to thank my soldiers, Blind Scott, and all the others that <laughs> defended the good name there. It was wonderful. Blind, I sent out a tweet about Peyton Manning, and, and Blind Scott was like, no, no, we got bigger things going on here. This was very complex for Blind Scott. He was trying to lead... A brigade of the Maller militia. combat.
4: there is something appropriate about a blind man leading your army. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it,
4: yeah. We we
1: love all. Listen, we have a seven-toed drag queen. That's one of our regular callers. Is it seven? Uh, yes, down okay. to seven. Seven. We have. That's our, our shout-out, Flexus. We have uh, transgender Dave, who's yet to have the procedure, but he likes the name. He's going with that. Am I forgetting anyone else? Who else have I forgot? We have a whole bunch. We have a, we have a, not a, she's not a psychic, but she reads the stars. Yeah, of course. Andrea, our friend that can look at the stars. Uh, I'm told that Mark, the full name guy, will start calling again soon. He's living, uh, I believe, in some kind of shelter situation where they shut out the uh, lights at like 10 o'clock so he can't, uh, he can't call 10 o'clock? I think he said something. He's on Twitter. And he mentions, he is? yeah. But he, what's his
4: what's his Twitter handle?
1: It's like his real name. It's, oh, uh, he sends me tweets in the morning when he wakes up. Usually, very angry tweets. That yeah. does sound like him. Yeah. yeah, like angry bills. You know, we have a bank robber. He's part <laughs> of it. There. We've got that. Uh, we've got that as well. Am I missing anyone? Is there anyone else? Oh, there there's really? plenty. There's yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. An endless amount.
4: Yeah. But you're you're hitting on the, some the of the key uh, some of the key people the here. high-ranking officers
1: yeah. in the militia yeah these are these are key figures in our our battle royale our social media battle royale. Should I get Russian bots involved? Do we need to get Russian uh, they, bots? I think
4: they're already involved. Are
1: they involved? Probably, yeah. I know we have a lot of porn bots because we're on overnights. And no, that's...
4: we do? I thought those were just really uh, uh, lovely ladies uh, that were fans yeah, of the show. that have- uh, Not real, huh?
1: That have three followers and follow 1,312 accounts. Exactly. It's amazing how that works. All right, we'll take your calls on all this. Uh, I, I think we put it out very- It's not convoluted at all. I told you my side of it here. And if you want to comment on that, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, it's a call to arms for the Maller militia. Eight seven seven. I was getting calls from radio stations in Houston, Eddie. They wanted me to come on. I didn't respond. In fact, some of these guys are so stupid that they're at competitors of our home in Houston, right? I was getting calls from the other. There's like seventeen sports stations in Houston. We're on seven ninety in Houston, but there were people from the other stations that were, I don't know how they got my number that wanted me to go on, and I was like, what the hell's wrong with you people? I can't I can't do that. I didn't, you know, I didn't even respond. I was like, you know, come on. Alright, uh, I guess that shows you how important our show is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you missed last hour, go back here to the podcast. It'll be up shortly after the show. Full retrospective. NFL quarterback attacking the Maller militia. And the militia had a meeting. I think we said a lot of things last hour. We had a lot of positive things that came out of that. I see some guys on Twitter are trying to get some, uh, some more action there on uh, the, the front. We'll, uh, we'll put that to bed for now. We'll revisit the Battle Royale. With Deshaun Watson, which is not a party royale. That's something else. All right, Uh, but there's other things that we must get to, right? Other things that we have to get to. Now, uh, there's one thing that we can all agree on, right? If you look at the NFL objectively, the team that won the offseason – the Rams, right? You can ram it all day. You can ram it all night. The L.A. Rams loaded up. They got blue chip player after blue chip player. These aren't guys you never heard of. These aren't faceless, nameless players. These are top line NFL ball players. Guys like Brandon Cooks and the Patriots, Indama Kanu, who's a lightweight and blocked me. Marcus Peters of Kansas City, Akib Talib. He's a bit crazy. They got these guys. That is what we call wonderful, right? That is If your NFL team loads up with those players, you're excited. But the perfect offseason came to an end on Tuesday. The wins came to an end. They're no longer perfect. Now, if you have not been paying attention, maybe you weren't listening earlier, we uh, briefly addressed this. You might have missed it. A Missouri judge and jury ordered the Rams to pay Reggie Bush, Yeah, that guy, Reggie Bush, $12.5 million in damages. It's a lot of cash. Uh, This is all because of something that happened in 2015. It was an injury at the Edward Jones Dome, an ACL injury on uh, some exposed concrete. And after an extensive legal battle, which goes now over several years, uh, Reggie Bush, at least for now, has won. So I wanted to talk about this with you. Now, playing with the 49ers at the time, the journeyman running back Reggie Bush, he got pushed out of bounds at the Rams' home stadium back in the olden days when they were in St. Louis. And as we mentioned there, Bush slipped down, and he he called it a concrete ring of death is <laughs> what he he, there's no embellishment in that at all. Uh, many people have lost their lives on that concrete in St. Louis. So he called it a concrete ring of death. Uh, it was an because ex- we're on radio, you can't see here. It's, it's an exposed surface uh, area of concrete there. And a Bush, much like if you go surfing, you know, and you get knocked down there, Whee! yeah, his legs came out from underneath him. Uh, snap, crackle, pop, tear goes the ACL. He's out. Uh, now, a week before, this is a key part of the trial, a week before Reggie Bush got hurt, there was another NFL player, not a good one, named Josh McCown, who at the time was playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. and he also was injured in that same general area where that slab of concrete was sliding across it and he uh, he injured his shoulder uh, in the in the wall. There was a confrontation with the wall. So uh, so Reggie Bush, he went on, he did come back, he missed a bunch of time. He did play with the Buffalo Bills, but he's he's not in the NFL anymore. He only had 12 carries for Buffalo in 2016. And so the the argument that was made and successfully by Reggie Bush, the attorneys for Reggie Bush was that effectively his career ended because of the concrete ring of death. Got to remember that. that's a good line, the concrete ring of death there. And uh, so now because of that, the now Los Angeles Rams have to pay the man. Right? They got to pay $12.5 million. So it's a rather simple question on this one. And here it is. Should the Rams appeal? Should they appeal? Uh, now some are saying no, that this is a cut and dry case, that you've got overwhelming evidence that you had two NFL players back to back weeks, Reggie Bush, this is a creating injury. Uh, that the Rams are responsible. I disagree on this. Now, the Rams, not only are they going to appeal, they have to appeal. My perspective on this, you've got vengeance, parallel universe, and the floodgates, and we will link all of this together like we typically do. Now, A, the amount of the decision, $12.5 million. That's absurd, is what that is. That 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 doesn't pass the smell test, right? Stan Cronky, I'm not going to sit here behind the microphones of Fox Sports Radio and defend Stan Cronky, right? He's a bit of a shady character, right? Many NFL owners are in this particular category. You do not build a nest egg of 8.1 billion dollars without doing some underhanded things along the way, right? Some some unscrupulous things, shall we say. And there are some of those claims out there about Stan Kroenke, who I believe is the largest landowner, largest private landowner in the United States, Stan Kroenke. He owns, you know, when you drive through Texas and there's all that open land in Texas, Stan Kroenke owns most of it. Like he, and he owns a bunch of land in Montana. I mean, he's just, he's been buying up land. Of course, he also picked, you talk about picking the right spouse. His spouse is part of the Walmart family, right, the, the owners of the Walmart. So he's done very well. He He's done well in real estate, but there are some things out there about Stan Kroenke. So I don't have empathy for Stan Kroenke from that perspective. Nevertheless, right? being objective, being objective here, when you talk about this particular case, if you haven't been up to speed on it, the Rams have a strong case on appeal. Stan Kroenke, I'll tell you why, all right? Stan Kroenke was the owner of the Rams. He still is. But as the owner of the Rams and the franchise itself, they don't own, nor did they own, the Edward Jones Dome. They are one of the people that was a tenant. Now, they had a, a, a sweetheart agreement with the city of St. Louis. They basically had the politicians bent over in St. Louis, but it eventually became a bad deal. But the point is they, they were not the owners of the facility. The people that own the facility are the ones who should be liable. The Rams, essentially a tenant in the building, they're not the owner of the stadium. They're not the operator of the stadium. Reggie Bush originally had the St. Louis Regional Convention and the Sports Complex Authority, which are the people that run the Edward Jones Dome, and the St. Louis Convention and Visitors Commission in the lawsuit. Now, like it or not, they are the ones that were in charge of maintaining operations at the Edward Jones Dome. That's my understanding. So playing good cop, bad cop, the Rams, I get that they're the bad guys, right, because they left town and they went back to Los Angeles, uh, and that you know the the people of St. Louis were wronged, and, and I guess that makes Reggie Bush the good cop. I do notice that Reggie Bush did not sue the NFL. Because I would think, you'd, why not sue the NFL? He sued a member team of the NFL, the cartel of football. The NFL's got more money than the Rams, right? But he didn't do that. right? Now, the, the judge and the jury, what they did here was use vengeance. They used some old-fashioned vengeance. They took it out on the Rams. If the Rams had stayed in St. Louis, does this ruling go the same way? I have a sneaking suspicion that's not the case. Now, B, uh, the second part here, the Missouri jury found that the Rams were 100% liable for Reggie Bush's injury. And as we mentioned here, they ordered the team to pay this uh, amazing amount of money. $4.9 million of the payout for compensatory damages and $7.5 million for punitive damages. Now, the Rams, uh, they have to appeal here. Uh, they have to now how about the fact that almost five million the compensatory damages here uh, that they they came up with with a straight fan I'm not making this up and this sounds like something I would make up. Y- you're a better sports fan than most. You're listening to an overnight sports show. So you're at a higher a higher plane here. but the r- attorneys for Reggie Bush argued in court in court. they said to the jury, that the judgment against the Rams needed to be between 10 and 15 million. They got that. They got 12 and a half million. They argued that Reggie Bush, check this out. This is the part where you drop your jaw. That Reggie Bush was in line for a 3-year contractual agreement in the range of 10 to 15 million dollars at the time he got hurt and that this was as a result, you know, intimated this is a career-ending injury. Now, keep in mind, Reggie Bush, at the time he got hurt, was a vagabond. He's changing teams quite often. He had a contract with the 49ers. At the time, the contract had a $2.4 million tag on it. He got hurt. Reggie Bush was 30 years old at the time he got hurt. It sucks that he got hurt, and it's terrible that he got hurt, but in what kind of parallel universe are 30-year-old running backs in the National Football League getting three-year contracts between $10 and $15 million? And the answer is that these jurors were not being objective, right? They weren't. I don't know what kind of hayseeds and country bumpkins they had on the jury, but look around right now. Training camps in the NFL open up next month. We will have NFL training camp news. We're 34 days away from the Baltimore Ravens and the Chicago Bears reporting to training camp in mid-July. They're the first to win. 34 days away from that. Right now, if you want a running back 30 years or older, you can sign Adrian Peterson, Jamal Charles, DeMarco Murray, C.J. Spiller, all 30 or 31 or 32. They're in that age range. They're all 30-plus running backs. They're all street-free agents, unrestricted free agents. And you're telling me that Reggie Bush was going to get – a ten to fifteen million dollar contract? Come on! I mean, that's it's insane, is what it is. Now, the parting shot on this: the NFL. Uh, the reason I say the NFL has to mandate that the Rams appeal this, I'll tell you why. Right? You don't want this to become precedent-setting. The decision. That's the argument on the appeal. The, the, this could open up conceivably the floodgates. You know, to play the coulda, woulda, shoulda game. And another round of litigation against the NFL. And if that's the case, buckle up, right? Now, I understand that football, by its nature, when played properly, is a violent game. People are going to get hurt. The injury rate is 100%. There are a bunch of players that are going to report to training camp in mid-July, and by the end of the year, they they will be walking with limps, and they'll have injuries and all that. But the liability and the responsibility here were on the people that managed the Rams stadium. The Jones don't. All right? Now, the, the Rams here, you can say they have some part in it, but there's not 100% liability. I don't buy that. All right? And even if there is, if you say the Rams are somewhat liable, if you make that argument, uh, is it $12.5 million for a 30-year-old running back? Is that a fair payout when... The NFL has gone away from that? Relax. No, this is simply a case of payback. Right? The Rams left St. Louis for greener pastures in L.A., and this is a chance to get a pound of flesh, and the benefactor is Reggie Bush. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, and if you want to comment on that, Reggie Bush, we can talk about that. 877-99 on Fox, by the way. 877
4: 996 Well, I would say the only thing I, I, about this whole Reggie Bush situation is I, I don't know who is responsible for paying out, uh, but there was definitely there, somebody should be liable for what happened there. You can't have... But don't you, know, you think the people concrete that man- but the that's people next that- to where guys are running in cleats?
1: Okay, but if you rent out a venue, a concert hall, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but if you rent out a concert hall, right, the people that manage the concert hall don't they have the responsibility to keep that together? I would think so. Yes, yeah.
4: I would agree with that. So yes.
1: now I, I realize they don't have money. The Rams have money. Stan Kroenke's worth eight billion dollars. The NFL's got more money. It just seems kind of you think Reggie Bush would have gotten a three year contract for fifteen million dollars if he had not gotten hurt. Doubtful. No, no there's no chance. Not doubtful. No one would have given that. Doubtful. It's not doubtful, Eddie. There's no
4: chance. No, you can't say there's, there's no chance. There's a
1: better chance the earth is flat. No, that's, there's that's a better that's incorrect. chance. No, there's, seriously. No, no, the, not seriously. The earth could be flat, Eddie. There's a better chance of that than Reggie Bush getting a three year contract for fifteen million dollars.
4: No, that's hyperbole. Is what it's
1: not hyper. It's accurate. No, it's not. Look
4: at all the running. This
1: is, this is only a couple years ago. The NFL, I would say, what do you think, Eddie? 15, 20 years ago, they said, all right, you're 30 years old. We're done with you. Essentially, we're done with you. There's a few outliers, but you're not getting big money at age 30. They made their, They made their decision. Collectively, the NFL teams made their decision. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Here we go. It's Maller. No, no, we'll do two bits. Yeah. Here we go. Alright. See, that's actually a good instinct, Roberto, because this way, Coop will have more time. He'll still screw up, but he'll have
0: more time. We'll push back the all-in Koop a little Third-degree time. What do we have here? Ben there've been a lot of conflicting reports about the status of Shohei Ohtani. First it was saying that he's going to have Tommy John and he's going to be out till 2020. Yeah. Then the Angels said no, that's not true. He could still play this season. Ben what chance would you give that the uh, on the maller scale of probability of Shohei Ohtani playing again this season?
1: Well, listen, I I'm going to look at this uh, objectively. And the thing about it is on the maller scale of probability Tommy John surgery is 100%. So the advice to the Angels is, listen, you do it now. You don't bring him back. You don't play him. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. The Angels to even consider playing Otani at this point is silly. A, it's a nice little gimmick, right? The reality is, though, for the Angels, they need Otani to be a dominant starting pitcher. He was pretty good against bad teams. He struggled against the better teams in baseball. The ugly truth is, though, Otani, as a hitter, has stunk the past month. Not my opinion, it's a fact. Shohei Otani batting 200 with a 350 slugging percentage the last month for the Angels. And you're going to try to get that bat back into the lineup? I don't think so. And B, the Halos are essentially kicking the can down the road here. The longer they wait, the more games on the backside that Otani is going to miss. You cut your losses. right? You cut your losses. When surgery is in the
0: picture in baseball, it's essentially inevitable. So just do it. Next! Now, in one of uh, his first statements as the new head coach of the Detroit Pistons, Dwayne Casey said that he plans on expanding Blake Griffin's game using a similar model to DeMar DeRozan. Yeah. Ben, do you think Casey uh. is the right guy to get things going in Detroit? No, listen, Casey's a good guy, but my report card on this, I, I, you asked about who they should
1: hire. I didn't say Dwayne Casey. I, I give the Pistons a C- on this hire, the Mallard report card for the Pistons. I am pessimistic, uh, especially on the Pistons. Number one, DeMar DeRozan. Am I wrong in saying that DeMar DeRozan is not someone to emulate? Right? I mean, in the NBA, if this was like the Wizard of Oz – he would be the cowardly lion. DeMar DeRozan's a stat stuffer. He puts up great numbers during the regular season. And then he becomes panicked, and he, he goes into retreat mode at the sight of LeBron James in the playoffs. That's the blueprint for Blake Griffin? That's what you're selling if you're Dwayne Casey? And number two, I wish Blake Griffin the, the best. I, I have my doubts. Uh, he He's also been someone that's been hurt a lot. He's disappeared at the end of playoff games, not as much as Chris Paul, but he has disappeared back in his salad days with the Clippers. So I think you got to emulate a legend, an all-time great, someone like Karl Malone, not DeMar
0: Rosen. Next! Rafael Nadal essentially said that he thinks it's unfair that he was paid the same as the female champion of the French Open and that players should get paid based on the viewership numbers they get. Do you agree with that general sentiment, not just in tennis, but in all individual sports? I, I think in life, right? I, I'm, uh, I think it's called capitalism. I think that's part of it, right? I mean, first of all,
1: we have the ability to measure these things. We know the ratings, right? That should determine the money that you get. Just like in college sports, college football and in and, and basketball that bring in revenue. If there's a women's sport that brings in revenue, they should get a percentage of that. Uh, it shouldn't be based on just gender. It shouldn't be a flat fee, Absolutely. He's not hurting for money, though, Coop. He, you know what? The French Open, he wore a watch valued at $700,000. $700,000. right, there it is. Mallard to the third degree. How did we do? You know what, Ben? You passed us. Oh, my God. I, uh, Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Mallard Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: Attention, everyone. And the, and the password, password is password.
1: You idiot! Password. The word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. All right, here we go. It's password word game of the stars time. We say hello to Andy in Indy. He said he was going to call up tonight, not to play a game show. Hello, Andy.
2: Yeah, Ben, I'm, I'm not only a
1: game show host. I'm a liar. Yeah, you are a liar. And a weasel. Yeah. All right. Uh, don't be all hurt. I called you a weasel. I'm kidding. Uh. uh hold on. And Andy, tell the guy in Beaver Dam that hasn't heard you call seven million times to play these game shows. What you do what? for a living? Uh. I'm. I'm kind of a uh, voiceover.
3: A voiceover person.
1: All right. He's for a commercials. Very important voiceover person. All right. Hold on. And who else? Let's see. Should I go, Eddie? You want me to go six, or you want me to go five? Let's go six. All right, six. You pick Joe in San Antonio. Hello, Joe. Hello, Mr. Ben.
4: Thank you, Eddie.
1: He didn't know he was picking you. If he had known he was picking you, he would have picked somebody else.
4: He It's, knew. Not, it's not true.
1: That is true. That's what Eddie told me off the air. Yeah. All right, hold oh. on, uh, Joe. Joe, you, uh, you annoy everyone in San Antonio and think the Spurs are God's gift to everyone, yes? Well, I, I don't lie. Yeah. All right, hold on. So we have Andy and Joe. Andy, who would you like to partner up with, Andy? Go ahead.
2: Uh, ben, I guess we'll continue the streak of uh, winning with Eddie and myself.
1: Excellent choice. Hello? Unless it's not. Oh, we no, hung up on no, you, no. Andy. I'm sorry. You've, called, you've played too many games. <laughs> we hung up on you. Joe, who do you want to partner up with, Joe?
2: You know, Ben, you've been in a slump. I'm going to help you
4: out. Okay.
1: Oh, All right. All so right. you're
4: Ben slump buster. That's pretty good-looking, Joe. That's a good-looking man there.
1: All right, we will do it. Here we go. Joe and me, Ben, Andy, and Eddie will have Password in its entirety. Put your bets in. We get to that next. All right, let's do it. Here we go. We got Joe in San Antonio teamed up with me. Lock him in. And the team that's going to lose, put a big L next to Andy's name there. And Eddie Garcia. Okay. All right. Got 10 words, guys. And Coop's going to, you're going to keep score all that, Coop? Yes? Uh, uh, that is
0: correct. All right. And I believe it was uh, Andy that got on the line first, correct? Uh, yes. Uh, so, Andy, go ahead. Pick a number between 1 and 10. I'll go
1: with
4: uh, 10. All right. Go ahead, Eddie. All right. Um, the clue is Delicate.
2: Delicate. Um Delicate. Soft.
1: No. Ooh, all right. Uh, this is our opportunity here, Joe in San Antonio. Uh let's go with Brittle. Brittle. Brittle.
4: Jeez. Oh, come uh, on.
1: Come on, guys. Come on, Joe. Fragile? Yeah, there you go. Good job, you. Oh. That's nine points. We got the lead. We got the lead, Joe. I never had my doubts with you, Joe. Uh, that's a lie. I believed in you, Joe. <laughs> we have a one through nine, my man. Bring it home. Let's build that big lead up early. Make them, uh, make them play catch-up. Let's go number seven. Number seven. All right, you're listening to Password, the word game of the stars. There's a couple, a couple different ways I can go with this here. Yeah, let's see if I want to do uh, which way I want to go. Well, what, 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 who's making that noise here? Which one of you morons is making that noise? wasn't me. It wasn't you? Well,
4: let's, let's go. Relax. I'm going to do it.
2: All
1: right? Relax.
4: Yeah, quit stalling.
1: I'm not stalling here. All right. Let's go with aorta. Aorta. Yeah. Aorta.
4: <laughs> Put a dagger in the say vein. No, oh. no. Oh
1: my God. No.
4: <laughs> well, all right, Andy. Uh, cardiac. Heart. That's right.
1: Oh. Hey. Uh, do you know what the? All right, do I even? All right, I'm not. You know what? Yeah. No, he's, what? he's
0: not exactly wrong. I mean. Yes, he is wrong. That's an, an artery is, is kind of like a vein, and so, I mean. What is the
1: largest artery in the body?
0: The aorta, but I'm just yeah. saying. What is the a- I- It's called
1: the heart! <laughs> Damn it. All right. We're tied up. That's fine. Missed opportunity. I want, let the record show. Great clue by me.
4: Can I pick? Uh, yes. Nah. I'll we'll take uh-huh. on number three. All right. Number three. Number three. Uh, the clue for you, Andy, is Horde. 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 Well, there's two versions of that.
1: Uh, well, give so us one of them, all right? Give us one of
2: them Um
1: Crowd. No. 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 All right. Uh, let's go with Joe. Let's go with Retain.
2: Oh
4: uh, collect. All right, Andy. Uh, I said hoard, uh how about store? Gather. No.
1: Uh. Eddie screwed us up with his first uh, word, but uh let's go with keep. You said keep? Yeah, keep. You we spell it?
2: K-E-E-T.
1: K- oh, good. You know how to spell. Good. Now give me the uh, word I'm looking for. Is this, is this as painful to listen to as I think? Yes. Do, do you have an answer, Joe? I think you guys have both played before. What the hell's wrong with you? I blame the board.
0: Let's
4: say save.
0: No, oh, you got oh, it God. right. Oh. There you go. Wow. Rescue? Come on, guys. Shut up. Well, oh, he started with Horde.
1: I couldn't <laughs> go rescue. He started with Horde. I had to follow the lead. What is that, two points? <laughs> One point. That's eight points. <laughs> eight points. All right, who's up? Joe's up, right? Yeah? All yeah, right, back no. to Joe. Here we go, Joe. We can put the dagger in the heart right now. Here we go.
2: Okay, let's go number three. No, we just, just did, three. did number
1: three. You can't do three, seven, or ten. Pick a different number. Okay. Number two. Number two. All right. And you it. Let's go with, shut up. Let's go with grain. Grain. Uh. All right, come on. Hurry up. We do have a clock situation here. We're running into a brick wall. Can you give me the answer?
2: Uh, wheat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said wheat. Wheat. All right. He said wheat. We, oh my god. Here we go. Andy, right, for, the win, for the you win. For the win. They, they said
4: grain. I'm gonna say Asian. Eddie, that's racist. Rice. That's, that's right, racist. Rice. Eddie's that's a race. winner. You're racist, that's, winner. Winner. You're racist. that's You're racist. a winner. You're racist. You can't say Asian. Asian! You said Asian!
2: we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Viosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella,
0: which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season...